friends, folks, fellow golfers, fellow F boys and hacks. It's Masters Week, baby. We made it. Boys, we're going to go around the table here. We got a, a very special guest in a very special location to be disclosed. And uh, so we're going to start right there. Mr. Dallas Dane, Colin from, uh, from, a, from a special place. Tell us where you're at. Tell, tell the people. Yeah, I'm just uh, just outside a little town in uh, on the Georgia South Carolina border. I think it's called Augusta. Oh, yeah. oh what could you be doing in in the sticks of Georgia? What Wait, in the there's world? a small little event that happens once a year <laughs> that uh, we'll be partaking in tomorrow morning. Unbelievable bullfrog hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, Victor. How we doing, man? Ah, doing great. The sun is shining. I got to play golf last week, so I'm back in the swing of things. Hate you. Sean, do we, do we even need to ask? Uh, I mean, I shoveled a foot of snow yesterday. So the <laughs> only thing, the only thing that can get me through that is knowing that tomorrow the Masters starts. Oh my gosh. Oh, for the people, we'll, we'll, we'll play it. This is what you're going to hear in the morning. This is for Victor. Oh, just just till the morning time. We'll be there, and then you're gonna hear your boy, your favorite, Mister Nance, welcoming the friends to the Masters. So, merry merry Masters Eve. By the time this comes out, though, tomorrow balls will be in the air, and we'll be in the the twenty three Masters, and Dane will be walking that that hollowed ground. Just can't believe D Dane. Tell us the story, man. How how did you how did you pull this one off? Yeah, so uh, for once in the life, the Dallas Cowboys actually provided something of value to my life. <laughs> uh, I was at a I was at a conference back in October, uh, the day after you and and Sean and I played some golf in Salt Lake City. I flew down to Las Vegas for a conference and was at dinner one night with some folks from airports across the country. And it was happened to be Sunday night football. The Cowboys and the Eagles were playing Cooper Rush in prime time. And oh, uh, yeah, I happened to be sitting at a, at a table with the airport director from this little town here, Augusta, Georgia, mm -hmm. who also happened to be a fellow Cowboys fan. And we were sharing our misery of Cooper Rush getting smacked all over the field by the Eagles. And, Rush. you know, we just got to talking and and I was like, man, I, uh, I would love to come to your town one day. And I'm sure you could guess why. And, uh, you know, so we just got to talking about the masters and he's like, yeah, I have extra tickets come available every once in a while. Like I'll, I'll let you know if some come up and, you know, of course I thought, yeah, that'll, that'll never happen, but cool offer. And, <laughs> you know, a couple months later, I, I get an email to my work email that says, Hey, I have a couple tickets. If you and your dad would, would like to come see the masters, I quickly accepted. And here we are. <laughs> that is that is unbelievable, but well deserved. If anyone deserves it, it's it's Mr. Dane. What a guy! Just on and off the field, doing the right things in the right places with the right people. So, yeah, so we I still just, haven't won the lottery, but we're gonna go. <laughs> this might what be. is what? What's your game plan with all that? Where Where are you staying tonight? How far away is that from the property? What do you What do you What are you going for tomorrow? What do you What are you trying to see? Uh, okay. Well, so if you want to. You talked about that foot of snow that you had, which started off our travel plans with a little bit of a change. So we were supposed to fly out yesterday. Um, we were actually going to fly into Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, and uh, and play some golf at Tobacco Road. Um, so we, we our flight last night was delayed for weather and then delayed for a mechanical issue. We ended up missing our connection, so we stayed the night in Dallas, got on a 5 a.m. flight to Charlotte, then got a connecting flight to Raleigh. And then got our rental car and drove to Tobacco Road, where we played golf in 85 degrees today, which was lovely, fantastic oh. course. But we can talk about that another time. Uh, and then after that, we got on the road and drove down to just outside of Augusta tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll be boots on the ground live from uh, Thursday and Friday at the Masters. Do you think... Uh... I mean, do you think you're going to try to set up shop somewhere? Do you think you're going to try to walk the whole course, follow someone specific? What do you think? Yeah, like how long are you there for? Yeah, so we we have passes for Thursday and Friday. So I think I think our goal is tomorrow we'll just kind of feel it out and see, like, 
do we end up following a group? Do we end up camped out? Like, I, I honestly have no idea. We have no plans. Like we're just going to kind of go and, and whatever happens kind of happens. And then you know, hopefully we get a little bit of experience and based on that, we'll kind of make a, a game plan for Friday. So, you know, obviously I think we want to see the whole course. Um, you don't get to do this very often. So I think getting to see every inch of it will be, will probably be priority. Number one, um, the luck, I mean, the good thing about a major and the masters especially is like, there's really no bad groups except for maybe like Kevin Nas group, but hold the phone. I have a thought. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, you, you can, you can post up on just about any hole and within one or two groups, you're going to see some of the best players in the world come through. So I think the priority will be to see the course, uh, to hit the merchandise tent early and, uh, oh. do some damage to the bank account there. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear how it goes tomorrow because I mean, typically at least would be my guess with golf tournaments is like, mornings are typically a little calmer right maybe not as many people on the grounds yet but i think tiger goes off fairly early tomorrow so i have to imagine that's obviously going to be the big draw for people so i'm curious like if it flips a little bit if the afternoon gets a little quieter um, to traverse the course or i mean if it's the masters and just everywhere has got people all the time yeah, so what, what I've heard from our hosts is that uh, on Thursday, especially where they have the ceremonial, like the opening tee shots, uh, that's a pretty big deal. So everybody gets there early, they're in line, um, and like any you know, Georgia operation, whether it be Chick-fil-A or Augusta National, from what I've heard, the operations are just dialed, so you don't wait in line. You don't pay a lot for concessions, but uh, from the sounds of it, it will be pretty busy from the get-go on, on uh, Thursday morning. Um, I've seen some of the pictures like from earlier this week from practice rounds and it looks like the final round of Unreal. what live tournaments think they are. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's part of it, right? When you enter the lottery, like you could very well end up with like practice round tickets, right? It's yeah. Yeah. And I believe it's like capacity controlled. Like they only let so many people in every day, but I think the practice rounds are equal to if not more for like a Wednesday when they have the par three tournament as well. Um, how many people they let in, I could be wrong, but. Man. And what's your, what's your weather looking like? I know. Is it the weekend? It's getting a little hairy. Or is it? Uh... Yeah. So we, uh, we lucked out with the, so like I said, we're going Thursday and Friday tomorrow. looks like the forecast is pretty good. It's like mid to upper eighties, like a 25% chance of rain. Um, maybe a little windy, but overall tomorrow should be pretty decent. Um, Friday, it cools down a bit and it's like a 75% chance of rain. So it's going to probably start to get wet Friday. And then Saturday looks, looks pretty awful. Like the highs get down into the mid to low fifties and then it's like a 98% chance of rain. Uh, and then I think Sunday's very similar to Saturday. So I think the weekend conditions could be, could be a little dicey, but We'll see if uh, if Tiger makes the cut, but he's on the like barely on the number. Maybe that Saturday round is is not that appealing to him. We'll have to see. <laughs> Very well, be a Monday finish for the Masters. Really could be, yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope not. I don't know. That just uh, maybe it's a traditionalist in me, but I just feel like a Monday finish in a major almost feels a little watered down sometimes. It's not as exciting, I guess, but. Yeah. Do you, uh, Dane, do you got uh, any merchandise you, you want to get your hands on? You going for clothing? What, what do you, what are you thinking? You've thought that if you thought that far out yet? I have not. Um, I, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of <laughs> offerings and uh, I will be happy to partake. I'm sure from <laughs> everything that I've heard, I mean, I've spent the last couple months researching like just the tournament and people that have gone and what they've done and what to do. But, um, yeah, it sounds like so many people buy so much stuff that they actually have a program. And it was actually like this at the PGA Championship last year. But if you go in and buy a bunch of stuff, you can then like check it in so you don't have to carry it around the course. So I think that's probably a, a wise idea by then because then everybody will buy more stuff. So uh, probably plan to utilize that. But I'm sure I'll, I'll come out of there with a hat or two, a shirt or two, maybe a pullover or two and just, you know, whatever else catches the eye. I brought a bag much bigger than I needed coming out here in anticipation of it being a little more full going home. So. Yeah, that's, uh, 
That's awesome. That's super interesting. Cause I, I was curious. I was going to ask you like, if you like, cause there's so much research and so many different opinions on that. And just knowing your personality, if that was something you had like really dove into, or if it was just more of luckily you have two days, right? Like you can kind of fill it out and then decide. Yeah. Friday. But yeah, I was, I was super curious about that, but man, that's. Oh, yeah. And like, I've, I've been to a couple PGA events, like, you know, the one in Vegas I would go to most years when we lived there, I've been to Phoenix, um, it, you know, like smaller PGA tour events, but then last year going to the PGA championship, I feel like that was pretty good, um, preparation for like, a major the scope of it everything that's going on um so we'll we'll see it sounds like it's it's a similar experience but just taken to a whole nother whole nother level yeah i don't know i feel like it's the one golf tournament we hear about so much like beyond just the golf itself right first you have like the grounds themselves right the course everyone always talks about that the merchandise is always a big deal the food offerings, right? You hear about the the pimiento sandwiches, the uh, the ice cream sandwiches, like all that kind of stuff. It really is. I don't know. It's just it. It feels like I, don't know, I think I've used this before, but it feels like Disneyland for golf, right? Yeah. So, there's so much to it, so I'm I'm excited to hear how how it feels in person, right? Because we always hype it so much like watching it on TV, like, oh, this is the most amazing thing in the world. So I'm curious to see how it feels like in person, right? If it's like, say, the same tangible feeling. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really curious to see like how the, how it actually is, you know, because like you said, I think we like, every year we fantasize about winning the lottery and getting to go and like seeing what it's like in person and seeing how immaculate the grounds are and, and seeing like the undulation, right. Everybody talks about, Oh, it's so much more dramatic in person than it, than it looks on TV. So I'm just excited to like, you know, we've watched hours and hours of master's coverage for years and years to actually just like see it in person and, and see what all the hype is about. Do you have any, I think we talked a little bit about this last year, but do you have any holes in particular that you want to see in person? Um, man, there's so many. Um, like I think number, I, I think all the par fives are good. Um, and, and they're pretty exciting. Like the second shots, uh, although we'll see about 13 this year with the T lengthen. But um, I mean, I think if I had to pick one, it's probably like, I want to go sit at Amen corner and watch people hit shots into 11 green hit the famous tee shot on 12 and then hit the drive and the approach on 13, I think would be cool. Um, yeah. 16, I think would be cool too, to watch, you know, especially if there's a funnel pin one of the two days to see if there's some exciting shots there and, and see people hit the, the approach shots into 15 as well. So we might spend some time out on the back nine. It's sounding like, sorry, second nine at Augusta. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh... This really is like, it just kind of feels like you said, John, when you say like Disneyland or Christmas, it reminded me of the, the Michael Scott quote when he's talking about St. Patrick's Day. And he's like, St. Patrick's Day is awesome. It is the closest thing. It's the closest uh, thing that the Irish will ever get to Christmas. <laughs> it's like, that's how it feels for golfers. Like the Masters is the closest thing that we'll ever get to Christmas. And it really is like a special week, but uh, and there's so many different reasons, so many different like, you know, outlooks and, and nuances to that, but there is just something like it's bills, like, especially on a Sunday, like it has kind of a spiritual vibe to it. So yeah, I'm pumped to hear Dane with the, you know, this one's going to be particularly special. Um, but Victor, like why, you know, I know this is your favorite and you get, you know, all sorts, when you need motivation, you just play that tune on the golf course. I've seen it and, uh, it turns you around, but, but why, like, as you reflect on that, why is this one so special to, in your eyes? Uh, I mean, this is just the best that I could think of. I mean, obviously, golf started over in Scotland and the UK, and my, so many golf purists will say that's the purest form of golf. Like, for me, like, the way I fell in love with golf and watching the Masters and the way that, because it's at the very same course year after year, you see it, and you see how different players that you uh, you know, you would kind of base your game off of something like, Hey, you know, I like playing, I, my shot shape is very much like this person. So when you watch them play the course, you're like, this is how they would do it. This is how they would manage their way around a, a difficult golf course. I mean, but at the same time, it, it's very, 
there's certain pins on certain holes that you can go after and like some of these funnel pins that can take place on on some of these greens so scoring is available but at the same time i look at myself and i think man how could i shoot anything in the 80s there at augusta just on my own mostly because you'd almost be too scared to even take a divot but Dallas, if somebody hits a divot and it lands at your feet tomorrow, you pick it up and you put it in your pocket and then you bring it back home and you start your front lawn with that piece of grass. Uh, it's funny you say that. My dad and I were actually talking about that. We're like, how many divots do you think we can put in our uh, our bags before TSA is looking at us? Like, what's going on here? Plenty of green grass from Georgia, huh? <laughs> but I mean, I, I love the Masters. It is you know dallas i'm living through you tomorrow and yeah. friday no i i think now that i'm a, a working man i think man you thought march madness those first two days i was watching a lot of tv tomorrow and friday i mean the tea times start eight o'clock local time here in the mountain mountain time zone so we are going to be watching golf a lot and uh okay, no actually six, a, 6 a.m local time over here so tiger tees off at about eight just after eight o'clock here local time for us so i'll be watching a lot and you know the email inbox might pile up just a little bit because <laughs> that's how it's going to be <laughs> love it i'm with you <clears throat> sean what about you man uh, i mean just everything about it just feels bigger than kind of your normal golf tournament, right? Um, it's like with any sporting event, right? Where whether it's like the playoffs in basketball or football or March Madness for college basketball, where just everything about it is just treated differently, right? It just feels bigger, right? Whether like in, in the master's sake, it's it's fewer commercials, right? So you actually just you see more golf. Um, it just feels like people are putting more effort into the viewing experience, I guess, for, for the viewers. Um, there's always like the galleries are huge there. So you can, you get the roars. That's where it starts to feel like other major sports, right? Where, I don't know, that's one thing I love about sports when you have like a big moment happening and just hearing the crowd erupting, right? Going from like silence to erupting in excitement. So you get a lot of that at Augusta. Um, and just, it's a full on production, right? I, I think to Augusta's credit, they, they really go above and beyond to put on a good viewing product, right? Their app is awesome. You can see pretty much every player play every hole, all four days. Um, and it just seems like there's, you, you see more angles than you do probably at a typical golf course. So I don't know, in a way it almost feels like you can you're kind of there right where it, it just feels like you've got a little bit better access than just a normal golf tournament and there's just i mean there's countless big moments that have happened too right that we can all as big golfers remember um, and just growing up somewhere that has winter normally most years this is typically kind of the the first week or two where we're starting to get nice warm weather where we can get out and play golf and granted it's not going to work out this year thanks this mother year. nature but but for the most part like selfishly it's like oh i'm kind of just kicking off my golf season and so augusta to me always sort of signified or symbolized my golf season starting so that, that was always exciting as well growing up yeah it's uh there's yeah so many different you know feelings and thoughts like as we think about that and we talked about that a little bit last year too on on the preview so like with that like i'm curious like from your guys's perspective i know dane is like i feel like his is so different <laughs> his expectations of this whole masters but like so yeah it's sunday it's april 9th the final putt falls on sunday the the you know we have the, the masters champ like what would make like what's the ideal scenario for you guys to say like yes this was the this was the best masters yet or that i can remember in recent history like what what's the ideal scenario like from your guys's perspective dane do you want to do you want to go first yours is a little different but would love to kind of hear from your perspective like what what is that ideal scenario come sunday i mean it may change like after you know seeing the course and and seeing it in person but like 
I think usually every year I just hope for a close masters. Like the worst ones are where you get somebody who gets out and just like crushes it on Thursday and Friday. Right. And they have a five shot lead going into Saturday. And so the whole tournament just becomes focused on, can they hang on to it? So you know, ideally for me, it's a close tournament and multiple guys have a chance to win it with like three or four holes to play. Um, especially because one of the cool things that Augusta does is where a lot of the very scorable holes, you know, starting like 13 through 18, really, um, you can get somebody who goes out early and like makes a charge through those holes. So it actually looks like they're more in the tournament than they maybe actually are because the leaders still have to play those holes, but it just usually, usually creates a lot of drama um, and makes it look interesting. So as long as we have that, like, I generally don't care who wins it. Um, obviously, asterisks for a couple of those people, but just uh, <laughs> we'll, a close we'll tournament. Get we'll get to that. <laughs> love it. Love it. And uh, late to the party, fashionably late. Real quick, we got to acknowledge our boy, Mr. AP. Pierce is here. Better late than never. What's up, Have guys? What's up? We're just getting going, man. Just getting in the thick of it. I'm. I just uh, just asked everybody what you know. Come Sunday, like as we reflect on on the tournament, what would be the ideal scenario for you to think that this is one of the best Masters yet? So, uh, be thinking. We just heard from Dane, and we'll we'll pass it over to to Victor. What are your thoughts, man? Thanks, man. Oh. I I I would say for me, this year in particular, if one of these live guys live tour guys gets out on a Sunday lead and somebody like Justin Thomas or Rory McElroy can catch them and birdie 18 to beat them by one as they're sitting over there thinking they're going to get their green jacket and represent the live tour. And it's just shut down. So it could be Patrick Reed. It could be your yeah. boy, Kevin Na over there with, with the clubhouse lead on Sunday, and then all of a sudden, a back nine charge by somebody like Rory McIlroy or you know whoever it is, Fee now for for us Utah guys. But somebody comes up and they win their first Masters ever, and they're just one of these guys that's been waiting for a long time to just get that that major breakthrough and put that green jacket on. So that'd be great. I mean, I as much as I'd hate to say this, I don't want Scotty to repeat. I think a repeat champ is. Just from a viewer's perspective, not as fun. Unless your name is Tiger Woods, we can go with that. But um, yeah, I, that I, give me the give me the Sunday drama. The, the kind of the game within the game is the live guys versus the PGA guys in this event because Dustin Johnson's won it, Patrick Reed's won it, Phil's won this. Obviously, I don't know if he's going to make the cut even close, but you never know because they've played this course so many times. I, dude, I love it. I was going to say something pretty similar, honestly. Like, that would be ideal for me to have, yeah, Cam, you know, like a Cam Smith or like, you know, yeah, having Brooks. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a, a little bit in form, I guess you could say, coming off of a asterisk dub. But True, that would yeah. be that would be ideal. I have like Rom or have someone just come and, and take him down on, on the 18th would be sick. <clears throat> Sean? you got for us give us a give us the ideal besides Rory winning. every year for me no, besides I, Rory I, winning. I, I, I have to do it i have to say it i want him to complete the career grand slam i think that would be epic i mean really you and nick faldo <laughs> just uh i think with kind of everything that's transpired over the last year or so rory's kind of made himself the face of professional golf um and so, I don't know, I just think it would be, I think it would mean, it'd be really cool just to see like how much it would mean to him. Cause I mean, I think this is, if he never won another tournament in his life, but he happened to win a masters, like, I think he would take that in a heartbeat. Right. Um, I, I think clearly the one that he wants. So I don't know any scenario where he walks off at the green jacket on Sunday. I think that's kind of deep down what I'm rooting for the most, but like also low, low key, I'd uh, I don't know. There's just something about speed at Augusta too. I would absolutely 100% love to see him win another one, right? Um, but there's, I mean, so many storylines, right? There's so many cool young guys that uh, at the end of the day, like if it's a close tournament and someone like a Max wins it, or even like Sahit Tagala, right, or Finau, Cameron Young, um, 
so many guys that you know, I, at the end of the day, I'd be quite happy seeing win. Right. But if I have to pick, I definitely got to go with Rory. Yeah. It was a mere formality. I was just doing it to be sure. nice. Didn't even need to I ask it, but thank you. Paris, my man, what's up, dude? What What are you thinking? As you reflect on it, of all these masters, of all the things we've seen, as you think about Sunday, what's the ideal scenario come Sunday for you in your eyes? Man, every year, year after year, this weekend, it's always so looked after, so pumped it's here. Um, for me, I think every year I, I like the drama. I like the Sunday drama, a mix of the leaderboard. I mean, it's cool to see someone dominate like Scheffler did uh, recently. That was that was really cool. But I do like to see a back and forth on a Sunday, especially. Um, so I mean, there's so many good guys, and with what uh, Victor was saying about the some of the live guys, I think that'd be cool if one of them was was up there like Dustin Johnson. I know I'm a big fan of his. Be cool to see him pull it out, maybe. But I do think a PGA Tour, or I do think someone from the PGA is going to win it. Um, maybe a Xander. I don't know. Maybe a playoff. Playoffs are always interesting. Um, you know, I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan. The 2019 Masters, I don't think anything will ever top that, just because no. I'm biased, you know, because that was incredible. But there's a lot of scenarios, but I just, I think overall, having that come down to maybe a one or two stroke lead or even a playoff, it would, it's just that much better. That, that's so true. I kind of forgot, like, man, like it's been a, it's been a long time, right? Since there's been a playoff. Last one I can think of is Justin Rose and oh, who was it? Um, that was in the playoff. Was it Sergio? Was it what Sergio? Yeah, dude. Sergio um, won it that year. Yeah. So I mean, like, man, if there was a playoff, imagine a playoff between a live dude and a PGA guy and they're going a few extra holes. They have to play 18 several times. And then finally, boom, PGA guy, Max Homa, somebody jars it in and game, set, match, done. Yeah. I, I did go on, Devin. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm surprised you didn't hear any uh, of DeChambeau running away with it with his par 67, you know. I, I'm <laughs> shocked. No one, no one chose that as the ideal freaking idiot. Oh, gosh. Um, I did want to say, I saw a... Uh, I saw a highlight yesterday of uh, Sergio Garcia putting the green jacket on Patrick Reed, and I got I got nauseous. <laughs> it's, it's a double gold. Danny Willett. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's terrible. I mean, with that, you guys think like, do we expect any uh, any any drama from the Live Boys at all? We will. I, I, I just know. I mean, obviously they want to play well, but I think independent, like, cause they're part of like what team there's teammates out there and their little live teams and stuff. And so they're going to keep an eye on each other and whatever. So I didn't look through the pairings closely enough to see if there were multiple, if there were live players in the same group to see that, but say some of them make the cut and all of a sudden you have a live group going out or something and yeah that that'll that'll create the storyline so the storylines are going to write themselves this year and i'm all here for it just gosh at some point you would feel like one of the live guys whether it's this year or the masters keep this this format the same that years down the road you're going to see one of these live guys decide to pull it off and it's going to be that big of a deal this I mean, is going to be crazy i was going to say i think this year depending on how things play out this year will probably have the most live players in it right because this year most of them are just in from like previous qualification criteria right but all of them are plummeting in the world rankings right now so there's a chance you're going to see fewer and fewer of these live guys qualify you know depending on how things shake out with world uh, yeah. like world ranking recognition and whatnot so i know this could be the year where you potentially have the most live guys in contention, but I do think it's a big week for them because I mean, really they spent the last six to 12 months or whatever, trying to, uh, you know, highlight like how great their tour is or how many good players they have out there. Right. Um, but this is really the first time to sort of, I guess, compare, right. Like, hey, are, the, are these guys still at the top of the golfing world, right? So I think 
I do think there's a lot of pressure on on Cam, Brooks, and DJ. I'd say are probably the three best players over there. Like, oh yeah, probably important for them to because if none of them compete, right? Then if they're like, uh, for me, it's almost a little hard to take it serious, right? Over there, it's like, yeah, you guys are just kind of playing a that weekend league, right? Where if you're not going to compete on these big stages, so. I'm curious to see how, how it shakes out. I do think it it's uh, – I don't know. There's a little bit of pressure on them to play well. There's 18 live players playing this week. Yeah, basically, like if, you, if you take out kind of all the lifetime achievement guys in the field and a couple of amateurs, like live basically makes up a fourth in the field. Um, so, we'll see. Just from a numbers perspective, I think some of them will make the cut, and some of them might be on that first page of the leaderboard. So, wanted to add, I, I do like the odds of John Rom too. He's always solid. The guy is just a great golfer. I think it'd be cool to see him win the Masters. He's got the game for it. He's always up there too. Yeah, he's. It, it'll be. It'll be interesting. I do feel like it. Just feels like. I mean, talk, we've talked about it a lot, like us personally, like at our level, as far as like being in like tournament golf shape and tournament golf ready. And there's times where, you know, we kind of have like that first initial tournament to kind of shake the rust off as far as like that play goes. I feel like as good as these guys are, like they still have to have that type of, uh, of you know, kind of, I don't want to say pressure, but that mentality of like tournament golf, like it is competition golf is different than any other golf. And to your point, Sean, like the live stuff, like it's, it's, it really is it's pretty comical. Like it's a joke, like it outside of their team names and logos, which are beyond a joke that they're forced to be repping this week, which is just awful. Like seeing Dustin Johnson with that stupid logo on his shirt and like everyone else, like it just, it's like, you guys have to know how stupid you look. But hey, I guess when their bank account looks the way it does, I, I don't know. But anyway, it just feels like how can they stay in tournament shape and, and competitive golf, like readiness when they're not playing in them. And I don't know. I just, I would be shocked if any of them are in contention. But like you think about it, it's like, again, like you said, Victor, with this golf course, how a lot of them have won it and have done well, it wouldn't be too surprising. So I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm super pumped to see that. And we'll be, we'll be following that obviously pretty closely, but um, I was also curious, like anyone at like outside of, you know, we've kind of talked about it, you know, with Dane, with some of the holes that you're excited to see, like Amen corner, a lot of that, the second nine, what else are you guys like most excited about to like watch or particularly like keen on, you know, paying attention to when it comes to, the, the actual golf course like obviously the 13th tees is a pretty big one you know being lengthened and a lot of the players have spoken to that um but what what are your guys's thoughts there sean you got anything like from your very uh you know golf architect perspective i know i know you got some some thoughts but what are you thinking i just and it's it's it is looking a little questionable just with the weekend forecast but just want to see more action on the two par fives on that second nine because I feel like last year last year they lengthened 15 a little bit and then the wind blew in all week and so no one there were just weren't a lot of people that were able to go for it in two so it kind of deprives you of, of one of the more exciting shots on the golf course I think um, and so that's I'm hopeful or I'm hoping we don't get that with 13 this year, right? Where they lengthen it and no one ends up going for it. Cause I, I think those are two of my favorite shots on the whole course is our guys going for it in two um, on those two fives. You know, it sounds a little counterintuitive to kind of what we talked about last week with whole distance debate. Like, I mean, I don't want to see guys flipping short and mid irons into these fives, but I do want them to still have a go. Right. Cause it's just, and the way the greens are constructed with some some hazards around it, there's just, it's just such a great risk reward um, shot on both of the fives coming down. And so I, I do feel like you see tournament swing on those fives. So I I think that's kind of what I'm always looking forward to. It's just some of those scoring shots on that that inward nine. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, Dan. I know you had some takes last year on on specifically like 15 and 
and just kind of, you know, with that lengthening and, and seeing players, I think like besides Scotty, I think he went for it, right? Like, and that, like big, like, I don't even know how many shot lead he had, but to see him still go for it was pretty impressive. But anything else then, like from you being able to actually see it in person, um, anything else though that caused your attention besides those, those holes on that, on the back? I think it'll just be like the conditions, right? Cause last year the conditions kind of dictated, like Sean said, some of the, the guys like not going for 15. Um, so if the forecast holds, which looks pretty likely that it's going to, it'll be interesting to see like what the final score is. And so therefore like where people decide that they want to take their risks. Cause there's a lot of holes out there that are just like straight up, not birdie holes. And you're just trying to make par or, you know, sometimes like, if you can play it two over, over the four days, like that's not a bad thing. So it'll be interesting to see what the conditions dictate the scoring to be. Yeah. Yeah. And having that perspective to be there with just, oh man, that just enriches it so much. Like that's oh, pump for you, man. Living through you. Victor, what Very about lucky. you? I know. Yeah. What about you, man? I know. I mean, outside of the, you know, you biased with the freaking par fives, but. Well, no, I was going to go more off of uh <clears throat> what Sean was saying about the weather, like, man, like if the weather is going to, you know, get a little bit of, of a breeze and, and some rain that comes through, I mean, you just want to know like what kind of rain you're going to get. You're going to get a downpour that's going to stop play altogether. Or are you going to get that kind of light drizzle that kind of just makes sure that everybody's going to think twice on all the different shots that are going on. And so I, I would say, um, I mean, uh, light, light rain is going to calm the greens down a little bit. So some of them might be a little bit more receptible. You might actually see guys start to go at a few different pins because they know that the, the ball might actually react and, and check on the greens a little bit more. Uh, but for, for me, it's more of, I put myself in the shoes of how on earth would I ever play this course? And I just cannot get over the fact that standing on number 18's tee box has got to just be the worst thing that I can picture is just a wall of trees on both sides. And I just am not going to get out of it. doesn't matter what I do. It really is so daunting. Like we said, all the, time, the only one that oh. can manage to pull it off is, is, is Pearson Dane. They, they can pull that off. They got, they got the length and the, you know, they got the ball that, doesn't viciously go right to left so patrons on the, on the right they uh they're they're okay they're, you know not not like us i'm with you like I, I think about that like i think about 10 11 13 15 like all of those like i literally am not getting off that box it, it's it's daunting Penn's tee, I feel like I would love just trying to hang a hard draw down that hill, but it's the second shot on 10 where I'm just like, I don't know how I can hit with the ball sloping the way it does and hit it with a swooping yeah, hook like a, or whatever it is. Like, well, it's a hook line that you got to hit a cut. On the green, let alone below the hole, no matter where the pin is. So, yeah. you know, hats off to these guys. They are they are that good. So I'm, we, we all sit back and we watch them. Yeah, it really is unreal. Pierce, what about you? Any like particular like hole or area on the golf course this year that you're you're keen to watch? Yeah, I it's always interesting to me to watch the par fives. Um, I feel like that's honestly is what wins tournaments a lot. Is if these guys can birdie these par fives there, how aggressive they're gonna be, you know, if they're gonna try and go for it in two, because there's all the water on um, some of them can be a big challenge so i just like to watch the strategy of the players like the long bombers i'm sure they're going to be aggressive but then you got the guys that don't hit the ball as far like are they going to try and go for it because you know if you can get on the green there and two on these par fives you have a good chance of really setting yourself apart so i don't know i you know all the holes are obviously really crazy and incredible but the par fives to me have always stuck out because of how challenging they look and the greens too so yeah that's it's kind of what I'm looking forward to. And of course, everything else. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. And then 16. I can't remember. Are you you guys a fan of the, the, the funnel pin, the Sunday funnel pin on 16? You guys a fan of that? I, I am. I was gonna say, I mean, sure. I, I, cool. I love the traditional Sunday pins. And so when when I know the pins there, I know that no matter who it is, like one of the guys I'm rooting for late on Sunday, I can think. 16 is actually a hole where they could get a birdie if they messed up on the 15 or something like that. 
like I will say too, like even though it is a funnel pin, you still have to take on the left side of the green, right? Um, if you bail out, that Very makes funny. it for a really hard, really hard two putt. And even even down on that lower left side of the green, um, depending on where you leave it, it's they're not the easiest putts in the world, right? So it's like even if you hit the shot and you get the funnel, it doesn't necessarily guarantee a birdie. So I, I don't know. I I'm I'm a big fan of it, especially on a Sunday. Like any any holes coming in where you have the you can see a birdie or a bogey, right? Because it's just on some golf tournaments coming down the stretch, if they set it up a certain way, you know, most guys are just going to make pars, right? They're going to play it in the middle of the green and just take a two putt and make a par. Like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But when, like, if you think of Augusta, like 13 is a high risk, high reward. 15, same thing, high risk, high reward. 16, birdies or bogeys kind of thing. And then 17, sort of like a, that most guys walk off with a par thing. So I don't know, just 16 really is, is one of the, kind of the last really big swing hole potential, right? Where it's like, if you need a birdie, you can, you can chase it. Um, and that pin just creates for a great stage, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's caused a lot of drama it's, and, you know, it's probably one of the most, you know, obviously tigers chip in and then, you know, that whole, so it kind of costs Xander, like you said, like you still got to take on, like it is kind of a funnel pin, but it also like it does call for a pretty precise shot. So I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, well, I, I mean, obviously, what do you, who do you guys, I mean, we got to do picks. We got to think, you know, we got to do one, one pick, maybe a, any, anyone in particular you guys can think of, you think that will kind of bomb out, doesn't make the cut, a big name. Bill. Yeah. But I, that was mine, Phil, 100%. Yeah, I would say Phil and Bryson, well, I would not bank on them making the cut. No. Oh, oh, gosh, the conditions Thursday and Friday are pretty ideal. But still, like, Augusta's the wrong course to just hit bomb balls on. So That's, good luck, Bryson. As much, as much as I hate to say it, too, I, I think he's battling with a lot of stuff. But Will Zalatoris, I know he's done really well in majors, but not trending good right now. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss cut there. Yeah. Apparently he's like having to go through like a swing change, right. With the injury and surgery. Yeah, that just he had. Take pressure off the back. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's probably, probably a good one. What, who else? Hey, Dane, who you got? Who are you going to watch? Just make doubles. I don't know about doubles, but uh, JT seems to be kind of in the wilderness with his putting lately. And this seems like not the course to be in the wilderness with your putting on. Um, it feels like when your putting is struggling, you try and make up for it in other parts of the game, right? Like you're trying to force it right. a little bit with your <laughs> iron shots. And and I think at Augusta, you can really, like you can kind of eject yourself if you're trying to really squeeze some shots in there on the approach shot. Like I think of like, number six green right like when the par three and they put the pin up on the top right you're trying to get it all the way up there and you end up clear back like on the front left so i don't know if, if i had to pick like a big name to miss the cut i would say jt yeah <clears throat> i actually really like that sean and I, we kind of were talking about that too of like you know he's yeah he's just big name big figure in golf right now but I don't know. It does. I, I don't, I don't even know what his record is here and like some of his good finishes, but it doesn't feel like he really, ever does well here and it just seems like he always gets off to a really slow start to like the entire year like not even to tournaments but it just seems like the entire year and then towards the end he seems to kind of figure it out besides obviously like the players that he won a couple years back but i don't know just feels like he's off to a slow start again so that's a it's actually a really good one but paris you got you got <laughs> who are you throwing dude i'm going with patrick reed <laughs> i think he's gonna miss the cut that break. We can only hope. That, that, scratch that. That's my ideal scenario. Come, come Friday afternoon, homeboy's taking a flight. <laughs> he's in a very angry face. Oh gosh, freaking! <laughs> he's the freaking worst, man. Oh, worst case scenario. So, I mean, who are your picks then? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm torn. And obviously, like we've talked about a million times already. Like, there's so many different ways that we could go, but. I got to hear who, who you guys have your, if you had to bet, had to throw your money down. Who's the, who's the winner? Victor, who you got? 
this is going to sound strange after what Dallas just said. But I'm saying, you know what? Justin <laughs> Thomas is going to catch fire. And I mean, he has such a, you know, a very hot personality to him. So it's like, man, if he can get a really good round in on a Thursday and, you know, either or, you know, as long as he gets one of the two, a really good round in on Thursday or Friday, and then just a good, solid, decent round going into the weekend. And he's up there on the leaderboard. Like JT can get going really good. My dark horse pick, just because I've seen it done before, the Zach Johnson way, but the short hitter, Kevin Kisner, if he can just work his way around the course when others might be struggling as he's laying up on all these par fives, but just <laughs> dialing in these wedge birdies, Kevin Kisner, baby. Oh, classic Victor coming in with just the most asinine takes. <laughs> no i like it i like it that's why we have you on that's our we we rely on you bud sean who you got man and you have to ask i have to it's for 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 the record all right for the record give me rory it's got it lightning's got a strike right at some point i gotta get lucky catch lightning in a bottle to to hear tiger say it's not a matter of it's really not a matter of if it's it's just win for for him but so Rory, definitely the main pick. But if you want a sleeper, Jason Day. Any uh, particular reason? Just trending? Seems to, you know. He's playing really well. And just the short game seems so good right now. And it finally seems like uh, his body, you know, this is a big if with him, but his body seems like it's holding up well enough for him to swing, right? And he's always been a good ball striker. Right? But, the, I mean, the short game has just been really good lately. Just yeah. I don't know. It seems like a place that he could do well at. Yeah, no, I I agree. As long as the caddy can pick his ball out of the hole for him, yeah. It's <laughs> painful watching the guy just pick up the ball. It's like, come on, yeah. I like that. That's actually I I I do like. I was just watching his his press conference and yeah, love love J Day. All right, do I do I have to ask you too, Dane? We have to do it for the record. I mean, I, I I might as well just say ditto to Sean. I was literally going to say my my heart pick is of course Rory, but if I had to go with like a head pick, just based off the odds, like Jason Day seems to be trending, and at twenty five to one, that feels like pretty uh pretty good odds for the the way that he's playing lately. So pair of pair of old accountants there. Here's who you got. Um, I'm leaning towards the. Uh... Leading towards John Rom. Oh. I like his I like his game. I like the his big cut he plays. He always seems to be solid. And then I mean, I, I don't really know if I can consider this a sleeper, but Tony Finau. I I don't know. I, I think God. that he's gonna get it done one of these times. So I like those two. Man, and I I don't know if we got you know, sales guy to sales guy, because I want to ditto that those were mine, literally. I, I was going back and forth between like I wanted, I was picking John Rom. But I was also like for the sleeper, I was like, well, was, I don't know if he'd be considered him or Max. They kind of feel like they're big names right now. They're top players, but given their, you know, particularly like with Max, like his record isn't isn't great in uh in majors. But yeah, Finau was honest, like that's that's where the heart goes, man. That's where I where I want. And I know I'd hand strikes for uh for Spieth, but you know, could only could only have so much hope, but that would be great. That's that's where we're going. I know, man. It'd be dope. I'd love to see Fina win it. Yeah, it would, that really would be. That would be awesome. Uh, any any first timers you guys got your eyes on? Like, obviously, they always say right, like to have a first timer win here is not not possible. But uh, anyone you you got your eye on for a first timer? I'm looking at these amateurs, Gordon Sargent Dude, and then yeah. Sam Bennett. I'm like, I'm like, I will watch these guys play. I can't wait to see what they do. Dude, that Gordon Sargent kid is uh, like unreal. I don't know if you saw what Max said about him. Like he played uh, nine holes with him and he was just like, dude, it's unreal. Like how he was just blitzing it past them. And he's like, it doesn't even look like he's going after the ball that hard. And yeah, I've seen like his highlights from Vanderbilt, and they do the kid really is like he he's unbelievable. He's like they they showed his uh, spread on the range, and like his his ball speed was over 185 miles an hour, like consistently, and the spread was just like dialed. Like that is 
unbelievable. Like, so that would, I think a lot of eyes are on him. Um, particularly like that getting shouted out by some of the top guys like that. Um, and that Sam Bennett, I don't know how I feel about that guy. Like I watched the whole USM and I don't know, there was something that kind of about him that kind of bothered me for some reason. I don't know, but I know he has a really cool story. Like with his dad, um, who passed away. Like I saw, uh, like the last couple minutes of like a video that the PGA tour made about him, which is cool. I don't know, but there was just something about him in the USM. I was, I was rooting for the other kid, but I don't know. We'll see. I, it seems like it's been a while since an amateur actually even like competed, let alone, you know, just making the cut and winning the low amateur, but that would be my bet. I, I think it'd be really cool to see on Sunday, a top 15, top 10 finish from an amateur. Be like, you know, everybody would be rooting for them to just climb that leaderboard if they're even close to sniffing it. Yeah, no, that would yeah. be, be awesome. I'd say like three pros that are making their first time. So you got Tom Kim. He's making his first master's appearance. Mm -hmm. uh, Sahi Tagala. And then uh, Kurt Kitayama. All three that have played pretty well over the last year, right? That have a lot of qualities that typically do well at Augusta, right? You hit it far, good ball striking. Uh, and maybe the nice thing about making their first appearance is you don't have some of those demons on the greens, right? Right. Ignorance, ignorance is bliss sometimes i feel like 100%. ask francisco molinari about that <laughs> uh, who God. would who would be worst case scenario like realistic worst case scenario winner bat prick come on <laughs> i second that absolutely yep, yep. what even i would over love like a, a, i saw this like a keegan a oh, winning, or... no, if it's not 100%. Patrick Reed, then it would be Phil winning it and just going off. That'd be okay, amazing. I, I said realistic. <laughs> I would I would be more surprised if I think Phil has a better chance of like shooting over 80 than winning. Honestly. Imagine Jim Nance on a Sunday afternoon if Tiger and Phil are in the same group. Oh gosh. I would drive over to Sean's house and make him watch it. And I would just watch Sean. I wouldn't even watch the tournament. I'd be watching Sean. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that is, that's a pretty easy answer. I think we all concur there. And so does all of America and the golf world. That would be even, even like, what about Jason Kokrak? What if he won? All in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's just nobody that has the, yeah. You know, the, the demons and the rep reputation. But that's the thing is like, dude, imagine come Thursday afternoon and you have some rules, you have some embedded ball or Friday afternoon, weather gets bad. He does this whole, you know, he sticks his finger in there and does his Patrick Reed thing. And then like he gets some rules and fraction, but it's like, dude, that's when homeboy thrives. So it's like, you know, and some like sick part of me kind of wants that to happen. <laughs> Just for him to just thrive and you know make it make a run and obviously not win it, but you know, your boy loves the drama. It's like Real Housewives. Word. It's gonna end it right there. Go to bed, <laughs> Dallas. That that's a good point. We we got we got this guy. It's it's past midnight. It's past his bedtime, and he's got a big day tomorrow. So we're gonna, for his sake, we're we're gonna wrap up. Any last thoughts? Or any? I mean, it's, there's so many ways we could go, and I you know was trying to keep this under an hour, but. And that's tough with a weekend in a tournament like this, but good luck well, sleeping, you... Dallas. <laughs> right. It's, I feel like a kid on Christmas. I don't, I mean, the fact that I got like two hours of sleep last night will help, but uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited. You'll just Anything wake up. You guys want to want to report on? Or want me to check out or? Uh, all the different food items, eat them all. Mm. I, I will definitely eat a peach, peach, Ice cream sandwich in honor of Dougie Buckets in our Portland trip. Oh, Dougie. <laughs> Shout out, Dougie. Dougie Shout out, Dougie Buckets. Oh, my gosh. You know, he'll he'll be tuning in. Do it do it for Dougie, all right? If you're tired, you know, you're walking those hills of Augusta, just remember the bucket hat. Do it for Dougie. Maybe buy one. Maybe buy a master's bucket hat. <laughs> oh. I, I, Dane, to your point, though, of like report on i'd be curious because you went to the pga championship so a lot of the big guys were there right so you've got to see a lot of them in person was there anyone 
that you didn't get to see in person at the PGA Championship that you wanted to that's in the field at Augusta? Uh, honestly, no. Like, I, I mean, I got to spend basically three days at the PGA, um, and the, the weather was not great for a couple of the days. So I think the crowds thinned out a little. So I was actually able to see quite a few people, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What about I, Tiger? So I actually got to follow him like pretty closely for nine holes um, at Southern Hills, but it was the day that it was cold and you could tell he just like did not want to be there. So um, maybe tomorrow when the weather's a little warmer and he's, you know, a little more fresh early in the week, we'll try and get out and follow him. But I still just, I love watching Rory play like him hitting a tee shot in person. It's like, you know, you're so used to watching our ball flight and it gets out there around, well, Victor excluded, but it gets out there, you know, around 280 and it started like hits, it's on the way down, but Rory's is at 280 and still climbing ferociously. Like it just, it never comes out of the air. It's impressive to watch regardless. And he's tiny. Of how many times you've seen it. Yeah. That was what Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, this dude is so small. Yeah, it really is. It's, that's amazing. So Dang, I was just you... going to say oh, yeah, go real quick, just to report on like, you kind of already talked about it, just like the, ex- like the whole experience outside of like actually watching like that, actually watching the golf shots. Like, cause I know like the experience that I had going to the U S open at Pebble, which is like, it's obviously not the masters, but it's kind of like as close as you can get. And there were some things that were like amazing and cool, but like the logistics of it and some of like the busing and some of that stuff like wasn't so great. So yeah, I'm just curious about the over, like the full you know, cost of ownership, like what, what that is like. And if it was like, yes, this was a good experience or not. Like I'm hoping for a good one for you, obviously, but that, that's what I'm, you got to re- return and report my man. Will do. Will do. And I was just, I was curious too. One last thing. Did you go to like the driving range at all? The PJ championship? Did you see guys hit balls at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was actually pretty cool to sit there and watch, especially because guys would like when to see them working on stuff and to see them like and and you can like get up close to them and hear them, you know, talking through their process and their swing with their swing coach or their caddy, like just to hear some of their thoughts and then watch them hit balls on repeat from so close was was actually pretty cool. So we'll try and get over yeah. to the practice area. That's one of the things I've heard, especially about the Masters, is like getting a chance to watch them at the range, um, just seeing. I think that gives you the best chance to see them hit kind of the full variety of shots. Right. Cause on the course, the course definitely dictates what they need to hit. And that's still really cool to see, but it, I don't know. So, like the golf nerd in me just thinks it would be cool to watch dudes just hit shots on command. Right. Like work a little cut, work a little draw, hit a low one, hit a high one, bomb a driver kind of thing. I think that'd be cool to, to see in more of like an intimate setting too. Leave it to the range rat, Sean. Yeah. Just it's just some habits will never die. So, love it. Well, let's uh, let's let Sean. We 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 just gotta yeah. We gotta wrap it up. We gotta we gotta let get Dane to tuck him in like the way we tucked him in in Portland. If only we, could. <laughs> my man. Well, thanks for joining, boys. It's always a always a pleasure. And and Dane, we are all the thoughts and prayers and good vibes are with you and fill us fill us there with you, Max. We're gonna be. We're gonna be living three and looking for that that beautiful mug on on TV. Can't wait, yeah, man! It's, uh, it's like as when as I, bucket list as bucket list things get. So I'm pretty pumped. Just don't I be the guy that almost yeah, slid through the Tiger's knee. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, don't be Maybe that guy. A little guy close to Patrick, but <laughs> take him out. Kick his ankles. Probably get sued if I do. The guy yelling mashed potatoes out there. Don't be that guy. Definitely will not be. I'm interested to see that. Sorry, one last thing, but it's no phones, no cameras. So there will be very little documenting of of what goes on, but it'll be cool to like be in the moment and just 100% focus on what's going on out there and, and immersed in it. So we'll, yeah. we'll report can back on even, that too. Can you even have your phone on you? You cannot. Do they check it? Yeah, I, I believe you have to go through, like when you go through security, They it's like a very uh strict process of the metal detector and then like anything that sets it off you gotta you gotta keep it in the vehicle interesting you're saying all part of the experience can't wait to hear about it you gotta obviously you gotta have you back because i'm just 
um, in anticipation, just just for, to watch, yes, but to to feel it through you, man. Just uh, pumped for you. But well, hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's it, it's it's going to be great, and we're uh, obviously excited to to watch it and hope for a good a good master. So we'll wrap it up there, boys. Thanks again. Good luck tomorrow, Dane. And uh, as always, keep striving.